the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. What happened to the South Side? Maybe you've been there. Maybe you've seen what's been going on at night there. Maybe, you know, firsthand. Or maybe you've seen some of the videos of the people fighting in the streets. Somebody was just shot and killed there a couple of nights ago, again. Uh, that was uh, just the other day. And the Carson Street Saloon announced it was closing. I think it was yesterday they made the announcement. Uh, the Carson Street Saloon, Saloon, which has been there for 17 years, announced it was closing until the city does something about it. That's what they said. We're closing up till they fix it. Uh, and the owner said staying open wasn't, quote, worth getting shot over, talking about his employees being afraid to leave the place when they close up. So what's changed? Well, the South Side emerged a while ago. I don't know how many years you'd have to go back when it became, you know, kind of a new place to go in the city for good restaurants and bars. Uh, prior to that, it was just kind of a, a place. It was a place where people lived, a lot of rundown buildings, things like that. Uh, and it seemed to have replaced Shadyside as the place to go. People started renova- renovating those uh, those old houses there, and they were moving in from the suburbs. Well, it's a nightmare now if you live there, and even more of a nightmare if you own a business. So what's the city doing about it? How about nothing? Whatever they're doing, if it is anything, it's not working, and now more people are going to be shot and more businesses are going to close if they don't fix it. Well, when we come back after the break coming up here, uh, we're going to talk to a guy who owns a business there and has for a long time, and he's going to tell you the city isn't doing nearly enough, and he has some ideas about what could be done to fix it. He also has some stats that will show you just how little he's been getting from the city for the tax dollars that he pays. That's coming up after the break. And then our second half hour, Victoria Taft of PJ Media, one of our favorite guests, will be here to talk about how much more interested the media seemed to be, or seemed to be, I should say, in cocaine in the White House back when Donald Trump was president. Stick around. Let's face it, talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older. and Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to GetEthos.com now for your free estimate. That's GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. Relief factor. Pain relief that's natural. Pain relief that works. And pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at ReliefFactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Be the next success story. Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. My name is Jason Hansen. I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Mike Lindell has an 
amazing offer for my listeners on his Giza Elegance My Pillows. You'll receive a Giza Elegance My Pillow for as low as nineteen ninety eight. Regular price is sixty nine ninety eight. This My Pillow comes in four levels of support. You'll also receive deep discounts on all My Pillow products, such as My Pillow towels, mattress topper, My Slippers, and so much more. This is John Steigerwald. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the Giza Elegance My Pillow for as low as nineteen ninety eight, or call eight hundred seven one six eight zero eight seven and use promo code STAG. This offer comes with a ten year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and a sixty day money back guarantee so you have nothing to lose it's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need go to mypillow.com or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code stag to take advantage of mike's special offer on his giza elegance my pillow that's mypillow.com promo code stag or call 800-716-8087 are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle Financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if you watch local news, which I try not to do, or read what's left of the local papers, uh, you've had to notice that things have really gotten out of hand on the south side, and I've seen plenty of videos online of what looks like a lot of times Dodge City. And one business that's been there for 17 years, the Carson City Saloon, announced that it's closing uh, just the other day. They're closing until further notice. Rich Chupka is the owner of Chupka Cafe 2 on the south side. He's on the board of the Southside Chamber of Commerce. He joins us now. Rich, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. So um, Carson City Saloon might be considered a a competitor of yours, but uh, seeing it closed down has to be a bad sign for everybody who owns a business over there on the Southside. Yeah, it's not good. I don't consider us uh, competitors. You you want to have a draw for everybody. Right. right. Uh, But... But uh, anytime a business closed, which is uh, once a week anymore in the south side, it's not good. Yeah, so once a week. Um, so this is uh, Carson City Saloon, for some reason, got a lot of publicity, maybe because it's been there for a long time and it's a well-known place. But you're seeing other smaller and maybe less known places uh, boarding up? Yeah, uh, last week, uh, Big Shot Bob's closed up. They have, like, uh, I think eight locations. All are thriving. They closed the one in Southside. Uh, Ocean's Treasures has uh, many locations. They closed the one in Southside. Uh, Great Clips on 13th Street's closed on Friday. That's right in the heart of all the uh, mayhem done in uh, Southside. Mm-hmm. And now uh, Carson City's closing for uh, probably until September, I guess. So how bad is it? I mean, that, obviously it's bad just from what you just said, all these people uh, leaving closing up but how bad can you describe what it's like there uh, and what why these people these uh, owner business owners have decided to pack it in uh well i mean it's very bad i mean uh, we just had a murder uh last saturday yeah uh on 13th and carson uh the same night there was uh three shootings one murder a robbery uh probably over 10 fights and that's the ones that are reported. We don't we don't know everything else. No, you know, I mean the uh, the uh, crime statistics by the city of Pittsburgh are very uh, misleading. Yeah, yeah. Explain that. You you were mentioning that to me today when I called you about coming on the show. Um, try to uh, make uh, explain what you mean by that. The stats that they're going by and how you don't think they're even close to how bad it is. Yeah. So in 2022. Uh, we, we kind of were in Southside over 90 uh, shootings. Uh, the Allegheny County 
uh, portal, they kind of 94. And when we got the stats from a, uh, the president of the local, um, zone three, uh, safety, she gave it to me and, uh, and it was showed 12 shootings all year. And I, I just assumed there was a misprint, you know, it, it can't be that way off. And, and, and they said, no, it's true. So then I went back in and checked out their, um, their Facebook page from, uh, April and June or May and June of last year. And I screenshot it and sent it to the, uh, sent it to them. And I said, here, here's two months and you're off 67% on each month, you know? Yeah. And what was with their response own, to that? With, with, Zero response. Zero. So you told them that their numbers are BS, and they're telling you that they're sticking by it, or they just don't want to uh, discuss it. No, they don't. No, no response. No response. You are paying taxes over there, aren't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Um, so you know, it's the South Side. There are a lot of bars, a lot of a lot of nice places, restaurants, bars. Everybody, anybody who's uh, been down there knows what you know what kind of a area it is and it's supposed to be. Now, you're talking about murders and shootings. So uh, is it people who frequent the bar? Say, if you <clears throat> if you know a place has uh, a lot of bars and restaurants that serve booze and everything, and you hear about this kind of uh, activity going on, criminal activity, and uh, uh, to the degree that it causes people to just pack up and leave, you assume that it's, it's drunks stumbling out of the bars you know, and then and shooting up the place, but that's not what it is, is it? No, it's it's uh it's not even uh, a majority of the uh, patrons of the bars. It's it's just uh, a free for all. Uh, they come in from all over, and um, they they know they can get away whatever whatever they want to do, and that's what and that's what's been going on for three and a half years. Well, why do they know that they can get away? What do they know they can get away with? Uh, and who are these? They're, they're you. I think I saw one story that. Maybe it was you quoted saying. A lot of saying, juveniles. Yeah. A lot of juveniles. Yeah. But, uh, so, so the, I mean, they're coming uh, in with they, guns? They know, the, yeah, they know the Pittsburgh police got their hands tied down here. The Pittsburgh police are understaffed, and uh, basically they can get away with just about anything. I mean, we've had a, we had that murder on Saturday night, and, they, and, they, and he's still at large. Uh, there was three shootings that night. I think one guy, one guy got caught. Uh, I'm not sure for certain on that. Mm-hmm. But but these are these are um, thirteen and fourteen year old kids. Oh uh, yeah, I'd say fourteen, fifteen, sixteen in there. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you look at the videos on TV, you'll see they're kids. And and uh, and yeah. and the, again, yeah, what they're doing is they're coming in. They're coming in Pittsburgh, selling drugs and alcohol out of their cars, and they got guns, and and that's a bad combination. Yeah, and. Um, where do you think, what neighborhoods are they coming from? Do you know? Is it close by? Or? Uh, I, I have no idea where they're coming from, but, uh, you know, they're coming. Yeah. And and do you get the feeling that it's the same group all the time? Like, it's, like it's, well, they become recognizable? You see the same kids running around? Well, I I, I don't go down that end of South Side, so I, yeah. I don't recognize anybody. Yeah. I just see the tapes that you see. Yeah. So, but where? So, explain what what uh, Carson Street's a long street, and there's a lot of places. Where is the biggest problem? What part of the street? So it's, uh, it's 18th to 12th. And why it's, uh, why there? Do you it, think? I call it I call it Baghdad. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, there's a couple bars that that uh, you know uh, that uh, cater to that you know that kind of uh, criminal activity. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so that's where it starts at. So what is the city doing about it? Uh, or maybe a better way to put it is what's the city not doing about it? Yeah, they're not doing anything about it. You know, uh, I mean, we had, I mean, this is uh, open and notorious for three and a half years. We know exactly where it's at. We know what time they're doing it, what days they're doing it. And it's still going on and nothing's happening. And so what what are, do you think could be done about it? Well, I mean, I have a lot of uh, friends that are police mm-hmm. that say they could uh, clean this up in a weekend. How? Well, you, you go in, you start, you know, I mean, 
Uh, we have open container laws in, in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. right? You start with that, and and you get everybody on the street for that. But they put up these barricades along East Carson to uh, stop people from parking, and all it's really doing is giving them more space to loiter. And are you know drinking? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, what was it last year? They pulled out 250 bottles of whiskey or you know uh, liquor out of the trash cans on East Carson, but in between 12th and 18th. And that's that's not somebody who's been that's somebody who's not old enough to go into a bar. Exactly. Wow. We're talking to Rich Chupka. He's the owner of Chupka Cafe Two on the South Side. Um, and is there uh, you, the statistics that they're trying to sell you? Um, why do you suppose that, first of all, that they would put out bogus statistics and then stick by it uh, as they're uh, going along not doing anything to fix it? Is it, are they, do you think it's uh, well, dumb? Uh, you know, is it, are they ignoring it? Is it willful ignorance or is it they're just dumb? I call Pittsburgh the gaslight capital of the world. <laughs> you know, they, they say that uh, crime is dying seventy mm-hmm. percent, and it's 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 the opposite. You know, I mean, all you have to do is look at the look at the videos. You know, the Pittsburgh public schools they say are good, and they've been uh, in the bottom fifteen percent of the state of Pennsylvania for the last three decades. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh public schools lost six thousand students. In the last three years, and they they uh, increased taxes. Do you get the feeling that the media have been covering this well enough? Other than just showing videos, you know, you get some really spectacular and and uh, really good video to watch on TV when you have a nice fight in the middle of the street. That's not covering it. I'm talking about talking about the things you're talking about. Have, have, have the media been doing these uh, stories? Uh, lately, they lately they have been uh, doing better. Oh, they have. Uh, yeah, uh, you know uh, the last since Saturday, you know the, the coverage has been good. Well, but somebody overall, was murdered. That you know that yeah, it, that yeah, that exactly. gets their attention. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it would it have, might it have helped if there had been had been more coverage of this over the last three and a half years of how bad it is. Oh, absolutely. I think the more coverage, the better. Yeah. You know, uh, but uh, it still falls on deaf ears in uh, city government. And uh, and we're talking about two different mayors here going back three and a half years. Yes. So what it started under it started under Peduta, you know, when he said, uh, if you don't like the homeless shop in the suburbs. And he said that exactly what the people that's exactly what the people were doing. And uh, do you have is there a homeless issue there, too? Oh yeah, I mean, if you if you come over to Southside, uh, you you got homeless sleeping in the on the streets of East Carson Street in the in the uh, in the you know the little inlets into the doorways. Mm-hmm. If you walk down, if you walk down the uh, the uh, bike trail in Southside, there's camps everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and then here's the, here's the other one. Here's another one. Uh, so the city will not throw out or remove homeless junkies out of recreation centers. In Pittsburgh, and last Wednesday, there was a um, garden at Ormsby Park, you know, right off the Birmingham Bridge. Yeah. And so the kids are going to show up at ten to learn how to garden in this little area. And um, uh, an hour prior to that, the uh, they had to call Pittsburgh Public Works to come over and remove needles out of that garden where the kids were going to be at. No. Uh, so I mean, if them, if them kids could have went in there and jabbed themselves, they would have AIDS, right. hepatitis, or whatever. Yeah. Well, and then when the kids when the kids do show up, the same guy that wasn't thrown out overdoses at Ormsby. They had to bring in the paramedics and the fire engines and the uh, and the cops. And, and this, is, this is this is like Seattle East. And but see, that's not something I don't get the feeling. Again, I I stopped watching local news a long time ago because I think it stinks. But and that's just me. But I, so, but I, I I keep track. I think I do a pretty good job of keeping track. But actually, I may I may be better informed by not watching it because I find stuff online. But um, I don't I don't get the feeling that the average person who doesn't live 
or work on the south side is anywhere near aware of how bad it is. Uh, I agree with you. I agree. Uh, I mean, we're talking about we're talking about homeless living in tents or in their like the like you see in Seattle and and San Francisco places like that. Yeah, it's along the river on the bike trail in Southside. If you go down there, mm-hmm. and uh, they have uh, all their uh, camps, all, you know, tents uh, up and everything like that. And you know, a majority of them are all uh, junkies, and they they leave their needles. You know, there's no bathrooms. That's there. You know. And no one can enjoy the riverfront because of these people. We're talking to Rich Chupka. I'm, I'm going to make sure I got your pronunciation right. Is it Chupka or Chupka? Chupka. Chupka. Okay, we're talking to Rich, and he's the owner of the uh, Chupka Cafe too on the South Side. Um, so, how long have you how long have you been there with your cafe? Uh, no, this one since '92. We've had a business in South Side since 1908. Your family? Yes. Is that all? Only going back to what, one hundred and fifteen years? Wow! Yeah. So, so I got to ask you though, what does Carson Street look and feel like, say, on a Friday night in July, now compared to in the past before the problem started? What's the difference? Well, let me give you a little history, John. Okay. When uh, 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 Councilman Riccardi was in office, he's now the judge over in Southside. Mm-hmm. We had more people, less problems. We had less than 5% vacancies on East Carson, and uh, the property values were booming. Yeah. Today, we have uh, we have crime everywhere, 20% at least vacancies. Uh, we have three buildings that were on fire in the last two years that haven't been uh, uh, fixed up because who in the hell wants to uh, invest in Southside now? Right. Well... You know, these are kinds of things, the stuff that you're describing, would you would think would be the kinds of thing that would get people unelected. But uh, you're, the Democrats have been in charge of Pittsburgh almost as long as your family has had a business over there. I think it's uh, 89 years or something like that. Um, yes. Yeah. What, what can you population, get? The population of Pittsburgh has been decreasing for the last seven decades. Oh, yeah. We're down to, we're, we're down to close to... Uh, Below three hundred thousand. Well, when I started working at Channel Four in nineteen seventy-seven, um, I I was working in a top ten market. Now it's like twenty-six. So that, yeah. that that's how I measure it. So, um, what about the people who live there? Because th- there have been people, as I mentioned, that that bought and renovated those homes and made them really nice, and they moved here from the suburbs where the crime was not a problem. What are they saying to you? What can they oh, do about it? Off. Of course. I mean, they're pissed off. Yeah. No doubt about it. But here's what I don't understand. How do these people who are in charge uh, keep staying in charge? How do people keep – I know that the south side is just a pocket of the city, but everybody knows what's going on on the south side, and they keep voting for the same people. Who's your, uh, your councilman over there? Uh, Bruce Cross. What's his story? Uh well, I mean, if if there's a parade or uh, a social event, uh, a ribbon cutting, he's there. He'll be there. Yeah. If there's a murder or anything else, he's out of here. So you don't see him hanging yeah, around on on the Carson Street on a Friday night at midnight checking out what's going on. Well, uh, the only time you see him is when he's up for election and and he's uh, retiring because I mean, it, it's so it's so he's so bad that he's not even going to run again. And he, he wants to run because you make $80,000 a year. And he'd win. And now his, his pension is only going to be 28000 He'd win. I don't know anything about him, but uh, just based on what happens in Pittsburgh, if you're a Democrat, you win. doesn't matter what yeah, your record is. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. tough, boy. Uh, uh, Rich, I'm, I'm out of time, but uh, I want to keep in touch with you. And be feel free to call me. You got my number. I called you today. Uh, you got a story you want to tell us. Uh, keep me updated on what's going on over there. Yeah, if you could check into the uh, the violence portal on uh, the uh, city of Pittsburgh website, it's been uh, done for maintenance for over two months. <laughs> yeah, what a th- they're doing a nice job other than that. Th- hey, Rich, thanks a lot, and good luck over there. Hope things get better for you. Thanks, John. Okay, that's Rich Chupka, and go check out his place. Go get something to eat at Chupka Cafe, too, on the south side. 
With SRN News, I'm John Scott on Capitol Hill, testifying before the House Judiciary Committee. FBI Director Chris Ray says the Bureau helps protect against a staggering array of threats facing America. The work the men and women of the FBI do to protect the American people goes way beyond the one or two investigations that seem to capture all the headlines. But Republicans are harshly critical of the Bureau. Committee Chairman Jim Jordan says the FBI and Justice Department have weaponized the legal system to target conservatives. American speech is censored. Parents are called terrorists. Catholics are called radicals. And I haven't even talked about the spying that took place of a presidential campaign or the raiding of a former president's home. Some Republicans threatening to defund some FBI operations. America's household have gained some much-needed relief with inflation. Only 3% in June compared with a year earlier. This is SRN News. Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. Okay, we admit it. Pittsburgh is famous for steel. But what about all the other things we're famous for? Take 1980, when we invented the emoticon. How's that for a smiley face? And the terrible towel. Come on, who else can turn a common household item into a sports icon? The Big Mac? Yeah, that was us in 1967. See, we figured if we like it, so will America. And boy, were we right. You get it. We get it. And this station gets you. AM 1250. The answer. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency on earth. And if you owe back taxes, the news isn't good. The IRS is raising the interest rate it charges on unpaid taxes. And further rate hikes are expected. Most people don't know it, but the IRS adds interest charges to your tax debts daily. So if you owe the IRS today, you'll owe even more tomorrow. And it doesn't stop until you get right with the IRS. The good news is getting right can start with one phone call to Optima Tax. Relief, America's number one tax relief firm. Optimus tax professionals specialize in the Fresh Start Initiative, a powerful IRS program that can save you thousands if you qualify. In fact, the experts at Optima have resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. Call now for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Del Wamsley and the Wealth Cycle. This is the wealth cycle that I've taught for 30 years. Buy one house, 10 houses, an apartment, two apartments, 8, 20, 500 units, 1,000 units, 2,000, 5,000 units. And as you keep putting the money and the profits back in, you become one of those rich people. And much quicker than you'd even believe. Learn Dell's Wealth Cycle at GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. Use promo code 2023. Save 60%. Code 2023. Give me totalfreedom.com. Give me totalfreedom.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. We'll see considerable cloudiness for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 67. Mostly cloudy and humid tomorrow with a thunderstorm in spots of the morning, followed by a couple of heavy afternoon thunderstorms. Those storms can bring flash flooding and isolated damaging wind gusts, the high 84. Partly sunny Friday and humid with a thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon. Friday will reach a high of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, last I checked, uh, they still hadn't found whoever it was who left a bag of cocaine at the White House. At least they haven't announced who it was, which they may have known about 15 minutes after they found it. But the media don't seem to care all that much. 
But it wasn't too long ago when they did care about cocaine. Uh, Victoria Taft of PJ Media and the Adult in the Room podcast, one of our favorite guests, is here with some reminders. Victoria, good to have you back on again. Thank you so much, Mr. Steigerwald. Great to be in Steigerworld. <laughs> yes, I always like having you on. So until I read your piece today, uh, I had forgotten <laughs> how much they were fast. I had forgotten all about this, uh, how fascinated they were by <laughs> Donald Trump's sniffing early in his term, and he, I guess yeah. uh, even in the debates before he was elected, right? Yeah, and I can remember watching watching the debate and thinking to myself, what is going on here? Because it was an audible sniffing, and yeah. it was clear to someone who's been on radio as long as we have mm-hmm. uh, that it was a sort of a nervous tick and, and, hey, buddy, get the microphone away from your nose kind of a, a thing. And, and, and we've all had those moments where we've done yeah. something. I used to click all the time before I opened the mic. It was just obnoxious. And so that was Donald Trump's uh, trial by fire in front of a microphone, though he'd been in front of a microphone for a very long time in his life, he did not. Uh, he didn't deal with people who could go in and post and and get that stuff out, those sounds out, uh, like he was in maybe The Apprentice. So here he was, live mic, and it showed that he mm-hmm. didn't quite know what he was doing. So, so there you are. So that was when they cared. Sure, indeed, they 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 laughed and joked about the possibility that a guy who wants to be the prezi. Uh, would do anything to uh, besmirch the idea of a president and take coke or whatever it is, uh, but they but they mostly laughed because of course Donald Trump was never going to win the presidency. No, no it was all it was all fun and games. Right. Yeah. And he and yeah. they hated him and and uh, he just didn't belong there in Washington because he was a, a partier and a you know a billionaire playboy and a part a guy who would probably the first of course he doesn't drink or do drugs but that they they decided that he was not fit for Washington not just politically but because he he just you know didn't comport himself the way they did well and that's so interesting uh, because yeah he he would be out He'd be at Studio 54 and all the clubs, and he'd be at dinners, and he'd be, you know, holding court the way Donald Trump does, and he would not be drinking and he would not be doing drugs because his brother Fred was an addict, and it totally turned Donald Trump off from participating in any of that stuff. And so, uh, in that Fred, you might uh, want to know, is the father of Mary, who hates Donald Trump. For whatever reason, so mm-hmm. I don't know what transpired there, but you know that's the that's the the niece who just cannot stand Donald Trump and is you know written all about him and that sort of thing. But it was because uh, Donald Trump's brother Fred was an addict that he wanted nothing to do with the stuff, and so it's always it's kind of funny that they that they did this. And yeah, they were they were in high dungeon about the the fact that the possibility. Uh, gosh, you know, can you imagine a guy who snorts coke in the in the White House? Yeah. And you know, the fact of the matter is, the White House press corps has watched people uh, who are at least White House adjacent take drugs for decades. And um, this happened during the Carter administration. There were the stories. Uh, were, well, I can tell you my sister who worked in D.C. at the time would tell you, be, be able to tell you stories about what the Carter administration officials were doing there. And, and of course, all subsequent ones as well. People were crazy. They, they, that's why the, these uh, guys who are the reporters have never really raised too much of an eyebrow at antics by Hunter Biden. They're used to seeing these uh, these guys who are, you know, get rich or die trying people who are on K Street, and all they do is eat, sleep, and drink um, deals mm-hmm. and or whatever the fruits of those deals are. So that's why Hunter Biden's never really freaked him out. They were aff- affronted by the fact that, well, you know, there might be uh, there might be cocaine in the White House. What yeah. you know? But they were affronted by that as much as perhaps they were affronted by the fact that someone would dare step inside the Capitol and and uh, sit in Nancy Pelosi's chair. I mean, these right. are just institutions that they revere. These are not necessarily things that to which they take great umbrage. They're just uh, they they just don't know quite what to do with it. And the fact of the matter is, uh, Hunter Biden's a crackhead, and he by his own admission, by the way. Yeah. And um, I hope he's I hope he's well shot of this horrible addiction. But the stuff that they found in the White House was a precursor to making crack cocaine. So yeah, I, I saw that in the story. What, what does that mean? It's a precursor to make, as opposed to just regular plain old cocaine. Well, it wasn't purified cocaine. It was a. Uh, it was called a, a cocaine. Oh, what's that? 
I, forgive Hydra, me, I, Hydra something, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just another yeah. part of that, which could be distilled down and, and uh, boiled down or, or, or distilled in a maybe even a, a spoon or something with some mm-hmm. foil or what have yeah. you uh, over an open flame and made crack, made it a crack. So I don't even pretend to know about that, but I did look it up. Because I thought, well, what's that? How does that differ from cocaine? Same question you're thinking, too. And, and it was like, oh, no, they, they boil that down to make crack. Well, gee, that sort of narrows the universe of users even more, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, now, I'm not saying that that's Hunter Biden's crack. Who knows? Or this is cocaine, bag of cocaine. I don't know how much there was. There's speculation about all over the place, not only about how much it is, but indeed where it was found. And, yeah. How and, does it, uh, I, I, all, I asked that question. How does a bag of cocaine keep moving around? <laughs> it, it moved to like three so different true. rooms in like one day. It, it, it's just they, they not keep, that hard. They, it was it was found, you know, in in the library, or it was found in the kitchen, or it was found in the bathroom. It was found somewhere. Where was it? Well, and, and I've listened to Dan Bongino about this because he's been a you know he's yes, a former Secret, Secret Service, Service agent, yeah. and 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 he says it sounds like they're really trying to pass the ball. They, nobody, it's a hot potato. They don't nobody wants it. But the other thing is they're also attempting to uh, you know, distract against or distract away from the fact that it could have been a protectee, and the protectees are family members, and because those are the people who are at the White House, which explains why I did a story yesterday, just how many Bidens live at the White House anyway. And, and basically it was, it's of course Hunter, his wife, and their three-year-old son, and off and on, because Hunter's been going on overseas trips and gone to Camp David on the weekends yeah. with his father. And I'm sure, it's, and I believe that, uh, I, I'm sure they're doing strategizing legally because that's what they have to do. And he ha- they have yeah. to go to places where there's there's nobody keeping track of who comes in and out. And uh, so they need to do that. But also that just keep an eye on the, the, the 53-year-old kid who keeps getting himself in, into trouble with drugs. Mm-hmm. And so maybe he's trying to do that. So, But nevertheless, drugs manage to find their way in. And I just asked the question, gee, now let's see, could it be just Hunter or was... Uh, Ashley Biden there recently. She's Hunter's yeah. half-sister. And uh, maybe cousin Carolyn, James Biden's daughter, who has had open problems with drugs. And my guess is that they're not the only ones. Well, okay? you, they're, they're not the only people. You actually had a piece earlier at, uh, that I saw a couple days ago at, um, up at uh, PJ Media where you, met, you, you pointed out, you, you asked the question, how many Bidens are, or how many people are living there at the White House? Yeah, how many Bidens are living in the White House? It's not and just Joe and Jill. It. Yeah, it's not Joe and Jill. It's not just Hunter, although we knew he was yeah. definitely staying there for a while. And it, it turns out it's uh, the, his Naomi, his granddaughter Naomi, for whatever reason, she was staying there mm-hmm. for, for like a year and who knows if she still has a room there? I have no idea. She was just married. She had she was the one who had the White House wedding, and uh, she was doing all. And, and the reason that she she gave as to why she needed to move into the White House was that first of all, it was going to be a White House wedding, and she and her boyfriend, and then who became her fiance, uh, just needed a place to stay because <laughs> their their lease was uh, you know their lease was over and whatever and. And they needed a, you know, they needed this uh, place to yeah, why not? Take them get for a couple House. of days yeah. for a year. Well, yeah. uh, so. uh, we're talking to Victoria Taft of PJ Media and the Adult in the Room podcast. You also, in your piece, you give some other examples of uh, people who had fun with Donald Trump uh, uh, sniffing and turning that into a oh, possible yeah. cocaine. Uh, the, the late night, um, unfunny late night people had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, Stephen Colbert and uh, Trevor Noah both uh, lampooned Donald Trump and acted as if he were taking uh, cocaine. And we expect these these guys to do stuff like that, okay? Uh, you know, just joke around, yeah. John Stewart's of the world. And, you know, that makes it funny. The, of course, with Stephen Colbert's just not that funny. So no. it was sort of fell flat. And, uh, you know, the old give me a, you know, the drum riff and, and then yeah. let's move on to the next joke. Right. And so, um, but, and so that's what, you know, that's basically what he did. Both openly speculated that Trump was using drugs. And of course, those jokes gave entree to legitimate media uh, to ask the question as well. Mm -hmm. Esquire used that as an entree. Uh, There were, let's see, I've got, uh, I've got the Atlantic, never a friend of Trump's, asking, 
what's going on with Trump's sniffling anyway? And, and they didn't. They this, didn't. It, they 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 looked at it as a serious question. Like, do we have a coke head as president? Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it wasn't like they, they were just having fun with it. The other guys that you mentioned, they're having fun with it. But when it gets in the Atlantic and the headline is, you know, what's going on with Trump's sniffing and. You know, the sub headline says something about, you know, could he be doing cocaine? They just they loved spreading that. But here's the here's my favorite one uh, that you put in your piece. Howard Dean, he tweet and he's a yeah. doc. He's a doctor. He's a medical doctor, not uh-huh. a doctor like Jill. He's an actual, you know, doctor, doctor. He uh-huh. tweeted, quote, notice Trump sniffing all the time, question mark, coke user, question mark. That's a doctor. And then he refused yeah, yeah. to delete the and tweet. And former DNC chair. Yeah, yeah. And presidential candidate, obviously, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he, and later NBC News followed up with him, and he said, well, I think it's something that would be interesting to ask him, Trump, and see if he ever had a problem with that, said Dean. Yeah. And, of course, Howard Dean had to know. I mean, the guy was, in, you know, he was a person who paid attention to oppo research and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he would have known the answer to the question. But, of course, when Howard Dean, the former DNC chair, asked that question, it became, oh, Katie, bar the door. Everybody can ask yeah. a question now. Yeah. It, it uh, gave it some gravitas. And so the Forbes, uh, Forbes asks, Donald Trump sniffling continues. Here are the possible causes. Do you, do, you th- do you think Howard has noticed how much Mr. Zelensky sniffs? Oh, gee, you know, I had not noticed that. Does he? I'll have to oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. Look up, look up uh, how, um, Zelensky sniffing. Just you can. I said I don't want to say Google. I, I say duck, duck, go. But um, uh, I, you. Oh, yeah. I've seen the videos of him sniffing and people asking the question. Oh. I'm not saying it's fair. I don't I'm not saying that I think he is. But the my, my point is that I don't think Howard Dean is going to notice it, and I don't think the rest of the media are, will, will take sure. it seriously, as people like The Atlantic did with Trump. It's one thing to make fun of the guy, you know, and just have fun with it like they did with Trump, but there were people who were seriously raising the issue. Um, yeah, yeah, I've just looked that up, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. there's some supposedly a poster. Oh, there's, yeah, there's a video. You can there's find a video, and it, it he's doing some sniffing. Um, <laughs> you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but... It's, uh, but it's funny how they noticed uh, so much about Trump's appearance and ma- mannerisms, but these same people don't notice the big guys uh, who, by the way, you know, his mannerisms and just the way he, everything about him, he looks like he could use a good jolt of something. Yeah. About half the time yeah. he's out there, he looks like he's half asleep. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying he should take a snort of cocaine, but I don't know, there might be something. I, there's also rumors about Adderall and you know, depending on what time of day you see him. But that's not coming from the same media who were quick to jump on Trump. That's the issue. Well, yeah. And then, I mean, Joe Biden is definitely getting some dough juice somewhere. And I don't mean it's illegal. I'm just saying maybe he's getting vitamin B12 shots. I mean, I don't know. But there's definitely, there are definitely times where, uh, he's better than other times. And, yeah, we all have our moments, but there is a distinct di- difference between what Joe Biden looks like when he is just out of treatment and later in the day. I mean, how do you go, you take your, your trip to England, and you're going to see jolly old, and you're going to have fun with the King Charles, yeah. your old buddy, yeah. who's, who's back he touched, by the way. Yeah. Like, does he not, did anyone not... Clue him into protocol. Maybe he forgot. Probably did. Well, and then he don't goes doesn't go to the main dinner that night. I mean, because he's too tired and he's just gotten four days of work in, and that's just too much. Well, What's they've already there's it? a report you know? today. He's missing the dinner. There's a the, a, the G7. He's not going to go to the dinner, and that's just something I, that the president one? doesn't do uh, because he's you know that the president's supposed to be there. He's kind of important. Yeah, he's kind of almost the titular head of that thing, but yeah. not anymore. The United States has fallen from grace big time. And, you know, it just makes you wonder. You just, you know, you've got all these things happening. It's like the, it's, it is the perfect storm of crapola. Mm-hmm. And, and all of these things that have combined to bring down the United States of America, multiple pegs uh, on the world stage. People look at us and they just shake their heads like, you know, you have no, no room to talk about morality, about clean elections, about right. anything else. You people have no room to talk. And so, and so it is, you kind of wonder, who's got, who's got something on, 
on uh, Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, why do we why do we go into Ukraine and give a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine and and a pig and a poke? Yeah. Why are we doing that? Well, it's because you know Zelensky got something on mm-hmm. on on uh, and the, Joe, the president yeah. and Hunter, both of them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, supposedly Joe's on tape taking bribes. Yeah. You know, so um, well, and whatever happened to the the head of the CEO of of the energy company? Burisma, yeah. Anyway, whatever happened? Yeah, Burisma. He's not. He's he's like gone. Well, I have about a minute and a half left here with um, with Victoria. Do I have a minute and a half, Mike? How about a minute? Okay. <laughs> uh, how does um, the cocaine in the White House compare to the Monica Lewinsky story? That's my last, my grand finale question for you. What do you th- oh, What do you think um, if they would have found cocaine in Bill Clinton's desk drawer? I guess you know. Oh, think it well, might have been a little. Nobody would have been surprised. Nobody yeah. would have been surprised, and it would have been a president taking uh, participating in a drug or participating in illicit behavior mm-hmm. in the little cafe outside the the, the uh, Oval Office. Yeah, and uh, so you've got a president, you've got the president in the Oval with bad it, stuff going on. An intern, Imagine, president an, in the Oval with an intern. Yeah, and a cigar. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to go there, but. Um, but we're we're uh, we're out of time. I no, I I really I'm serious about that. I I you know the the one thing I will say about the media back then they guys like Chris Matthews and um, and Geraldo Rivera they were all over uh, Bill Clinton for that. But you know I, I just it would have been funny to see what they would have done now in this day and age. Hey, I'm out of time, Victoria. Always good to have you on. People should check you out at uh, pjmedia.com or uh, check you out on the Adult in the Room podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great to be here. All right, we'll be back. NetWorth Advisors has a question for you. Is your retirement inflation-proofed? Here's what we mean. In retirement, chances are you're on a fixed income with variable expenses. So how do you not run out of money when the cost of just about everything continues to go up? You inflation-proof it. Beth Andrews and the team at NetWorth Advisors can show you strategies to help combat inflation so it doesn't outpace your retirement income. Call us today at 800-426-1428 to learn more. Inflation could take a huge chunk out of your retirement savings, but it doesn't have to. With some simple planning, inflation can go from being a major disruption to a minor annoyance. Call Beth Andrews and the team at NetWorth Advisors now to start inflation-proofing your retirement today. 800 426 1428. That's 800-426-1428. NetWorth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk. Firm offers insurance services. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. The following is not an actor, but a real life story from Trinity Debt Management. I'm Corey, and this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit cards. I was paying high interest rates, and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity, and so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt, I'm saving thousands, and things are really looking up. 
I promise you guys, you will not regret it when you called Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life. And it was the best thing I could have done for myself because once I called Trinity, they took care of me and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me. I love it. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I'm Corey and I'm debt free for keeps. 1-800-990-6976. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. So I missed another All-Star game last night. Finish here with a little bit of sports. I can't remember the last pitch, much less entire game that I've seen. I haven't watched a pitch of a baseball All-Star game. And I'm old, and I remember when the All-Star game was... I don't know how old you'd have to be to remember this, but I remember when the All-Star baseball All-Star game was just a notch below the World Series in importance and as uh, something that was can't-miss TV. It was even played during the day, as the World Series was, and it was something that you didn't want to miss. If you were a kid in school, you hurried to get home from school to hope that you could see the end of it. So I didn't see one pitch of it last night. Zero. I forgot that it was even on, uh, and my wife actually asked me if I was going to watch it. I forgot it was on. But um, I did see that um, they, uh, they, they didn't wear the uniforms of the teams that they play for. And that seems like a small thing. But to me, it just shows how stupid Major League Baseball is. Uh, the the NFL is uh, has the the Pro Bowl that's that's different, but Major League Baseball part of the thrill of the All Star Game for a fan was seeing a guy in a Pirates uniform out there playing second base, turning double plays with a guy in a Cubs uniform playing shortstop. You don't have to have um, uniforms that match in baseball. It's not like football or even hockey. You know, the guys are just kind of standing there. They don't get lost in the crowd. It just shows how out of touch baseball is and why Major League Baseball has been dead to me for about 20 years. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.